0: on the last issue of Tales from Strinkersburg. Chief,
1: I uh, got a message from one of my, you know, contacts. Greenwell's on the move. He ends up in front of a two-story, single-family brick home. Red Empowered Scout is strong in continuity, appropriately enough, and has just been on the phone with Greg Greenwell. He opens the bottom drawer and finds a single piece of paper in it. On crisp, stationary. It's addressed to Greg Greenwell, and it's Scott's letter of resignation. Morgan reads over it quickly and sees that Scott had some, at some point, he was starting to have ethical qualms about the project. He says something about, in the letter, he says something about not wanting his system to be used to inappropriately police ordinary citizens. There's a Private airfield outside of the city to the north. I don't know this, but I—I I guess that's where he's going. He won't go alone though. Not the way things are right now. He'll—he'll he'll take protection and and he'll bring a
0: few of his favorite people with him. I think I found where Greenwell is. At least a at least a good chance. He's got some kind of private airport north of the city. I'm heading that way right now, but I have a car, still a car. One of them just said
1: to me something about a guy following you. If you get me something on it, I can use even just a picture. Maybe, maybe I can use my book to send somebody there, back you up. Something does tell him that his previous attacker is coming back to finish the job. He knocks the guy out
0: with repeated blows to the skull. Morgan is going to truss up the guy and just put him on like the shoulder of the road. Kicks the passenger side door open into his head and knocks him clean out. While he's backing up he'll pull out his phone and turn on the camera so he can start clicking rapid fire pitchers to to send to Roland. Morgan briefly blacks out and comes to lying
1: on the road with broken glass and bits of the car all around him. And what they decide to do is power onto the airfield. They fly off dead ahead and take the drones with him and they leave him there. Morgan feels like a weird sort of little ripple of pressure in the air as... Roland and three other people suddenly appear. He recognizes Sister Catastrophe. You're looking for Greenwell. He's not going to be on the plane. That's all I know. I came to tell you that I ain't here to fight nobody. You need to know he's not going to be on that plane. I'm telling you. That's all I got. Roland is like, this is uh, the Prophet Jaleel. Roland and Jaleel seem to be hanging back. Roland's like, look, uh, me and this guy, uh, we're your ace in the hole. Uh, We're going to hang back here. Just go on. I'm, I'm here to make sure we can evac if necessary. What? uh, no, I'm not celebrating your 20 with a poorly performed, uh, beatbox trap hit. Crit, 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 crit. I don't know. I don't know what music is anymore. I'm just assuming that if someone were to celebrate a natural 20 with a brief clip from a trap song it would sound kind of like that anyway so there's a security fence around the perimeter of the airfield there's a security fence around the perimeter which they quickly learn is electrified Morgan tries to just go over it quickly and is shocked for his trouble (laughs) Um, At that point, Sister Catastrophe reaches into nothing and pulls out a huge wooden club sword thing. It's got indentations or or carved out parts that give it the appearance of teeth. It looks like a huge saw blade thing made of wooden teeth, if that makes any sense. I'll send an image of this when I find one later. Um, And for those of you at home who don't know what a Polynesian sword club looks like, I bet those search terms will turn up what I'm trying to describe here. I saw one once um, in somebody's office in Washington, DC, and I have tried several times futilely to give a verbal description of it, but um, I'm pretty shit at that, apparently. Anyway, she pulls out a huge wooden sword club thing and attacks the fence. So it being wood, it doesn't conduct the electrical charge. She hacks through a bit of the fence and the three of you run through. Unlike the typical commercial airport, this private airfield is super minimalist in design it's got the bare minimum of facilities there's a hangar there's a runway there's a control tower and that's basically it so once they're inside the fence morgan can see the plane being loaded And the results of your notice roll reveal the following detail. There's a group of men huddled around the stair ramp thing into the plane. Um, Most of them are standing at the bottom of it in sort of a semicircle or wedge, a defensive formation. And one of them is walking up into the plane. The first detail that doesn't seem right is this guy is walking up these stairs, slowly. His movements are exaggerated. He's performing, I'm getting on the plane. And Morgan stares at him long enough that he sees the flicker. At first... He's convinced this person is Greg Greenwell. He's seen enough publicity shots of the man to know what he looks like, the sort of semi-handsome face, the slicked back hair, the um, affectation of a, like, regular working class guy's polo shirt and jeans, which are actually quite expensive— uh, so he's like, there he is. There's the fucker. Whoever this Jaleel guy is, he was wrong. That's Greenwell getting on the plane. Why is he getting on the plane so slowly? And then for a moment, he sees instead a person in a motion capture suit. It's there for a fraction of a second, and then it's gone. But once he sees it, he can't unsee it. Someone is holographically... Projecting an image of Greenwell over this person wearing a mocap suit in real time. Quite nice. So, when he sees that, he realizes that uh, Greenwell is not getting on the plane and that something else must be going on here. Um, The distances here are not that great, and also... the security detail around the base of the plane are wearing special tech sunglasses that have enhanced optics. So anyway, uh, Morgan and company are spotted immediately, and... Um, There's just no warning whatsoever. Y'all start taking small arms fire. Let me know what you want Morgan to do. Um, I can tell you that Sister Catastrophe immediately throws herself to the ground. Starts crawling starts like combat crawling toward the enemy uh, which is pretty ridiculous in her outfit um, for those of you who don't remember the description of this character just imagine every comic or movie or more exalted source book where there's an absurdly proportioned woman in like a sexy bad nun outfit. She's dressed kind of like that. Fill in your own details. I'm not condoning this sort of thing. I'm just saying this is what happens. Look... Nobody in this story is particularly heroic, all right? I mean, that's sort of the point of it. So if you're hearing that and you're thinking, like, that's dumb, what kind of actual person would wear an impractical outfit like that? This is ridiculous. Um, Yes. Yes, it is. And remember, the scepter, more publicity-driven than anything else, and she didn't have time to find another costume, okay? Okay. So just just lay off, all right? I'm a feminist insofar as men can be feminists. I promise. That's just how my mama raised me. Anyway, um, Bianca's not as fast. So keeping that in mind, let me know what
0: Morgan's move is. Morgan gets down in a, in a low squat and he kind of signals Bianca to do the same thing. And he's like, B, see if you can make eye contact with any of these yahoos. Uh, to C, follow right after me. I'm going to be the biggest target that fuck, I'm just going to try to draw their fire. And he just charges straight at these guys, hoping that the suit and fate will deflect most of these bullets. You know, he's he's going to try to be evasive, but he just wants to close the distance as quickly as possible. He wants to make himself the biggest threat uh, so that the, everyone takes aim at him and his first priority is taking out this group before they figure out uh, anything with Greenwell like he's not he's not worried about the plane or anything like that. Uh, actually before he takes off he's gonna be like be also keep a lookout for any cars or shit that's gonna be driving off. And yeah, he's just, he's going to hoof it and try to take these guys out. And he's hoping, he's not even going to take a look back. He's going to hope that Sister Catastrophe is right on his heels.
1: Okay, all you dubious burgers, burgheads, burgatrons, Harrison burgatrons. That's what I could refer to our fans as, Drew. It all comes from the Berg, as in Stringersburg. I could refer to the fan base such as it is as the second string, or call them stringers, but then they might think I mean Stringer Bell from The Wire, and that's just not it. And um, also, none of this is important at all. I was just going to say, hey, y'all, I just want you to know that... In order to prove my nerd cred, I am uh, handling this outbreak of violence in the story with uh, mechanical precision that um, is terrible to behold. So, with that in mind, so I'm going to count the initial outbreak of shooting just as a sort of setting the scene... Kind of thing rather than treating it as a surprise round sister catastrophe drops prone during that bianca who's not really trained for this sort of thing doesn't do anything and morgan guards up in any case nobody gets hit they're just sort of like doing suppressing fire to let you know that they know that you're there and they want you to go away all right um So I rolled initiative with the result that Sister Catastrophe goes first, followed by the gunman, then Morgan, then Bianca. No surprises there. So Sister C gets up and strikes a provocative pose with this war club that she has, this like wooden sword with shark teeth in it. Uh, And she uses the distract feat to make an opposed bluff check against these uh, gunmen. Uh, Normally it says opponent, but I'm going to let her spend a hero point or whatever and affect all of them, at least this once. I rolled her bluff against their will save, and she beat them by a lot, almost twice as much. So the wedge of security guard types at the foot of the, the the stairwell stairway into the plane are standing there holding their guns staring like stunned by her ridiculous outfit and baffled by the bizarrely sexualized way she's holding this weapon. They're just like, what kind of world are we living in? When this. Obviously, they're not thinking that. You know, in a super woke universe, that's what they would be thinking. They would be stunned with horror that a woman would feel the need to objectify herself in this way. But, um, you know, they're probably thinking something more along the lines of, Dad ass or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they're leg men. Anyway, um, that's what she does. The uh, gunmen do nothing. Morgan takes an all-out run and is at first concentrating too hard on reaching them to realize that nobody's shooting at him. But as he gets there, he's like, what the hell is going on? Because he can't see what she's doing behind him. Um, So he is flabbergasted by the fact that they're not firing, but he's already dashing toward them. So um, I'll just say that beginning of next round, he can close with them with his standard move action. I'm really just sort of fudging distances here. So really that whole thing about mechanical precision, I lied. Sorry, let me just amend something there. By the end of his turn, Morgan is like right up on these guys. He's like 10 feet away. And they see him coming, finally, abruptly, and like take a couple steps back in confusion. One of them's like, the foot, fu- would the, hit Various awkward interjections like that. Because apparently all out movement means you go four times normal human speed, which is 30 feet per round. So Morgan just covered 120 feet. That's about how far away they were, I guess. Okay, um, this may be retconning a bit. I've paused so many times I've lost track of what I'm doing here, but um, I'm going to say that Morgan's full dash gets him, yeah, within about 10 feet of the guys guarding the plane. Um, Also, go ahead and make another notice check for me. This is like reflexive in exalted terms. You know what, though? It's probably not even worth bothering because he has high notice and he can't roll below 10, so he's always getting at least a 21. Yeah. um, Yeah, don't bother with the roll then. Um, He's going to see... Okay, so reaching the guard's... Puts him almost parallel with the little hangar. Picture this, if you will. Uh, inside, they, they cut in through the front fence. Um, the road goes a little like the asphalt from the highway or whatever. The road goes into the facility a bit. Uh, and leads right up to the little hangar building which is not that big the plane is out to Morgan's left if the hangar is, is in front directly in front of him and The whole place is basically L-shaped, like they came in at the short end, and the long end of the L goes out, extending out, uh, basically the runway goes out from the hangar, and the plane is like right outside the hangar, so he's sort of cut diagonal across a bit. Um, had to sort of maneuver around the fence because these guys were shooting at him on an angle. But the point is, when he closes with them, he's able to see off to his right through the open hangar door that there's a cease power suit in there and that it's covering the position where he is with its arm cannon. So it's going to join the fight. Um, next round. I'm going to do initiative for it and it'll jump in, but it will not get the drop on him.
0: I thought for a minute that you meant it was um, the Aztec. I'm going to completely butcher the name, but the, the Maca hotel, I believe that's somewhere close to what it's called. The, the obsidian uh, studded war sword club thing. But yeah, I'd, I'd seen one of the, the pictures of these, this Polynesian tooth sword. It's badass. But yeah, I like, uh, I, I like the second stringers, the string burgers. No, that's awful. It's we just call them burgers. It's just, I don't know. That's terrible, but somehow fitting of our weird shoddy podcast, The Burgers. Oh. But I think Morgan, combat-wise, Morgan's going to point into the hangar where the suit is. You see all something, you know, something simple like suit and try to take out... The, the group that he's in the middle of as quickly as possible. Uh, you, you know, get get rid of their weapons first and foremost, uh, which I think he's got improved disarm. And, you know, just so Sister C and Bianca are safer and can close distance. I don't know, his, his gut's kind of telling him that Greenwell might be in one of these. Suits. these well, he sees suits, so... Uh, yeah, he wants to take out these these mooks super-duper fast. And if he has to get nasty, then he will. And then, yeah, he's gonna beeline it into the hangar. Uh, and he's also, you know, just some refreshers on some of his skills. As he's got... Uh, can't remember i think it's called take down like once you take out take down an enemy you can uh, attack the next one and so on and so forth so if these are mookie mooks then he's gonna just hopefully take them all out in a single turn but we'll see <laughs>